Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single boss, every single boss, every single boss in The Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a real rusty, squeaky fella, Gary Butterfield. Real rusty, squeak, squeaky fella. Hey, our best callback. Yep, it is uh, is early on callbacks. Charming things about destroying an inanimate object. Current callbacks. Not charming things about destroying a very animate object. Gary, we aren't destroying them hypothetically if we were doing it. We're just taking them. Yeah. It's only the act of the taking, not the destroying. I don't think that they're going to have a good life, if I'm being super honest. <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. don't know. Have you ever seen, uh, God, what the fuck, The Tall Man? <laughs> nope. Yo, not a terrible movie for being like a low-budget horror hmm. thing. And he takes people? He squeaks? Squeaks? He, he, it, it's a movie largely about squeak squeaking. Hmm. Everyone keeps copying off Duckfeed. Not to be what, did confused. Did Earwolf produce yeah. it? Yep, the, they did. <laughs> Jason Manzukas. Oh, fuck. He's not that tall. Not to um, be confused with uh, the less good, more recent movie, The Squeak Squeak Man. Okay. <laughs> Fun to make that movie. Um, yeah, Gary, let's do it. It's a special day. If anything has, if this show has proven anything, it's that we're ready for the larger responsibilities. Of filmmaking. <laughs> of a film production. It's Boss Sunday. Boss. 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 It goddamn is, Gary. It goddamn you, is. You're goddamn right. Yeah, we got a squeaky boy. Not this is an boy. extremely squeaky boy. I said squeaky boy, and I'm like, oh no, my brain's frying. Yeah, you don't like squeakyboy.com? Yeah, Maybe. let's let's see what's at squeakyboy.com. Oh, That's probably going to be a 404, but we can try. Maybe not. Squeakyboy.com. Oh, is something lo- oh establishing secure connection. <laughs> nope. Oh, nope. Shopify. It's a... Okay. Yeah. God, okay. boy, what if it had just been like a real bedroom eyes guy holding like a trumpet? Yeah, yeah. Just like, I'm the squeaky boy. I Would wish you it be was my a- squeaky mommy? I, I wish it was Gary, you. will you be my squeaky daddy? You're my squeaky dad. Um, I would like it if it was a picture of you, like clearly in the future. So, like maybe you're yeah. a little bit grayer, and you have an eye patch, and you're taking a kid. Yeah, and it's like security <laughs> cam footage of it. Again, so. we talk about squeak squeaking. At no point have we ever established that we are doing the squeak squeaking. Hello, Agent Jansen. I hope I, that your wife is feeling better this week. Yeah, I think that we never established that we don't actually do it. That's and true. we just kind of trust the audience to know that, but why? So Yeah, we've nothing about this show indicates that the benefit of the doubt should be given to us. Mm-mm. We Mm-mm. have not earned that. Cole Ross would never kidnap a child. Absolutely not. Cole's a straight shooter. Yeah, Jeremy Greer, maybe he has the motive, but he doesn't Who? have the access. He lives in a very small town. Who? Uh, Dermaker. Oh, from Monster, in my, Monster of the Week. Yeah, from Monster in My Week. Yeah, Monster in My Week cast. Yeah. Um, you know, Jalaprendas. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh probably would not squeak squeak a child. But can we can we be honest about something? Hmm. I'm convinced Nick has already squeak squeaked several children. We did go to Vancouver. Which like <laughs> yeah, the, the squeak squeak, oh, the squeak, capital, squeak of the world. capital of the world, yeah. Yeah. The um yeah. Cause they cause it's just it's just they, they don't have the same values we do. Um we got we're a spice. We got a spicy meatball to talk about. Yeah, today. we're talking about uh, a real, a real thorn in my side, the gate. 
That sounded like the setup for a pun, but I just I think maybe you just don't like him. Yeah, I don't like the game. Uh, one of the best uh, pieces of art in this game. I'm just going to oh, yeah. say. He, he's a, a cool looking skull uh, on a pile of meat. Yeah, this is Bloody the posthumous meat. version of Mega Maw. Yeah, yep. Mega Maw turns into a gate that has a surprise Isaac in it. Ooh, What's the lore bloody. implication of that? Uh, Vor. It's Lore Vor. Lore Vor. <laughs> My favorite Star Trek Next Generation character. Yeah. Uh, the uh, subcategory. Ah, me Capitan. You want to swallow me? Oh. That's um, Q, not Lore. No, that's actually Lore as well. They both, they both oh. basically do the same thing. I don't know if it's how long it's been since you've seen a Lore. Like, he's a little bit more sneering. Yeah. But he, they're both, like, insufferable. <laughs> like, they're... Boy, that Picard trailer, mm-hmm. like, boy, it did a lot of work in that I think Brent Spiner is maybe a terrible actor, actually. Yeah. And yet I was so happy to see him. I was really happy to see him. I don't think they have done a good job of making an android look like it didn't age, though. I mean, that's an impossible thing to deal it's, with. And it, it, it looks like kind of like if you asked me to make Brent Spiner look young with just things I have around the house. Uh-huh. Like, because it, it just looks like he dipped his face in a pancake or something. Like, it's very, very, like, thick white makeup. It looks very cherubic now. Yeah. Which he didn't always look like. It's very weird. See, what they should have just done there is what they did with Seven of Nine and just cast uh, an impossibly beautiful woman. Yeah. Who is, like, aged incredibly gracefully. Yeah. And so they got spinered. You know? Yeah. Just like uh, in Independence Day. I was so excited to see him in Independence Day. I, I, you know, I generally really like him. He was always my favorite character when I was watching the show when I was younger, just because he was cool. The yeah. Android. Everybody loves um, Data when they're kids. Yeah. He's like really, really great. And then you watch remember, Nemesis and you're like, oh, maybe he's not yeah. good. <laughs> maybe, maybe these Star Trek National Generation movies are all pretty singularly awful. Yeah. Even uh, the good one. It's not that does, good. Yeah. D- isn't that good? And does it by abandoning every principle of yep. the show. Yep. Yeah. Th- those movies are not great. Um, the, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, watching the Trekkies documentary taught me about the, the ladies who love Brent Spiner, though. Yeah, boy. The, the Spiner Femmes is what they're called. The, they call okay. themselves, which is amazing. Yeah, that's that's fantastic that they couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> better name than Spiner Femme. They had a long time to work on that, too. <laughs> Spider-Man, are you okay? Did you bite your tongue before you decided to fight me? <laughs> no, I just want to fuck Veda. <laughs> like Tasha Yar in the, the, the Naked Now. Craven the Hunter has no time for this. Um, Was he whipping or running, like, just leaving? He whipped. Okay. He whipped. Yeah, he whipped. He whipped. <laughs> um, okay, let's describe the gate. What he yeah. does, not just what he uh, looks like. Yeah, but yeah, big uh, head with, like, red glowing eyes. Really amazing art on this fucking mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's amazing. It would be awesome to get a little statue of this guy. This is really high up on the bosses. I think it would be cool to have a, a little dust candy about. Yeah, accurate. Uh, so this is, like we said, this is the posthumous version of Mega Maw, uh, and like Mega Maw, this is a stationary boss that sits in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and fires things at you, and most of the things, not that big a deal. Yeah, this is kind of, this is definitely pretty light on the Isaac bullet hail, bullet hell scale. Yes. Not the bullet hail scale. Yeah, the, the hail scale is different. Um, and most of these attack, you know, so like... Oh, man, Gary, wing. Hail of Bones? Ooh. I made up a new plague! You, you made up a new magic card is what you made up. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, not cool. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like it, but that's what that sounds like. Um, so a ring of uh, bloodshots, sure. Uh, two rings of six bloodshots, sure. Uh, straight bloodshots, sure. Fires a leaper? Pretty ah, annoying. Ah, shit, it's a, it's a World of Warcraft spell. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Hail Fuck. of Bones. Um, Inflicts yeah. 25 shadow damage to nearby enemies. Oh. Um, and then a, a Leaper pops out. That's kind of a pain in the ass. This is going to yeah. kind of suck. And then we get to the thing that is mechanically interesting. But like the also thing it is known I, I, for. But also yeah. a huge pain in the ass. That I think is kind of unfair, which is he uses a brimstone laser that starts at the bottom of the room and moves through any leapers in the room, which gives it this crazy, like, loop-de-loop, unpredictable pattern. So what it's trying to do is encourage you to fo- focus on the leapers as soon as they come up. Yes. Yeah. What it but does it in practice is just fucking hit you. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, necessarily, the fact that it's moving through the leapers to kill them when you're in the middle of a fight is not immediately evident. Like, you know, yes. I knew that before this, this wiki, but it took me a while to figure that out. Because it follows the brimstone rules and brimstone actually acts as like a continuous stream. So it has like loops and shit. Yeah. So it just kind of appears like brimstone doesn't, you know, it just kind of appears instantly. You're not like watching it travel from the bottom to a leaper, to leaper, to leaper or anything. It's too fast. Th- yeah. So this d- is, this is not hard to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Like make it a slower brimstone. Or like make it like put a graphic of it like tracking them somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like a ghost brimstone shows that then turns real or something. Like games of like many games have solved this to still have this cool effect. Yep. While also not feeling like a cheap cheap hit. And and that's what it ends up being is like it just and it's you know by the, he's a late game boss. By the time he shows up, it's like well I can take a couple of hits. I'm probably fine. Brimstone's still a full heart though, so it's always a pain yeah in the ass. exactly. It's always dangerous, and you know if it fucks up your devil deal, it feels bad because it yeah. it's very hard to avoid and feels arbitrary. Yeah. Um, so there I, are yeah, a couple I just like that there are a couple attack. bosses in this game where that use brimstone to really cheap fucking hit. Yeah. Man, like. Yep. Yep. No, I'm mad. Well, let's talk about champion versions. That'll cheer you up. Oh, will it? Nope. Um, so the black one fires spiders instead of leapers and does not do the brimstone attack. So this is just now dodging bullets and avoiding spiders. This is a yep. pretty easy fight. Basically what Binding of Isaac is about. Um, the red one is crazy because he just does totally different things. Yeah, it's just a different boss. Yeah. Yep. It's like same, just bullet patterns, still stationary and everything, but just totally different bullet patterns. And they're a, like the big one is a big homing one. Yeah. And homing yeah. attacks in this game suck. They're very hard to avoid. That you is can, the one thing that makes but... uh, Blue Baby such an irritating boss. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, one much easier, one roughly the same level of difficulty, I would say. Although more fair, I think. Yeah, more fair. But yeah, roughly, you know, so so uh, difficult boss. Ooh, uh, Metroid, Super Metroid, Super yeah. Metroid, more fair. Um, yeah, good, good, yeah, you know, good visuals. Um, not tons of HP. Yeah, no, this is usually pretty fast. Yeah, if you're doing, like, three 500 HP, which is quite, it sounds like a lot, you know, based on starting damage, but you're doing, your DPS is pretty high by this point, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And also, he can appear in rooms with other uh, bosses and stuff, and the Brimstone will kill them as well. Yeah. uh, Which is pretty great. Yeah, Brimstone is weirdly egalitarian in that uh, Oh, yeah. Like, enemy Brimstone hits. Man, I think I've mentioned it before, but one of my favorite additions to the game are those flies that when you kill them... Mm-hmm. They uh, do the brimstone cross. Yeah. Uh, that can hit other flies with that effect. Mm-hmm. And then you just get that huge explosion going off. Creates like a Bomberman scenario where you have to like not be on the, the extra Y axis from something. Yeah, I love that shit. Which is cool. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, Gary, as you mentioned, when you kill this guy, mm-hmm. uh, a little Isaac head pops out. Of his, I, like Out of like his cracked skull. I have no idea what to do with the lore with that one. 
Why I, is there a little Isaac in there? If I wanted to completely bullshit, okay, it is that this is actually a gate down to the cathedral. Okay. Or to that alternate universe that Isaac ends up in in some of the endings. Okay. And Isaac is peeking out of it. From an alternate universe. Yeah. Or the future or something. But that's me just bullshitting, Gary. Yeah. That's just me, like, dropping some shit. What is this, Dark Souls 3? Let's talk about Angel that. Lore. <laughs> There's nothing that supports it. Um, yeah, I, I don't Look, know. Gary, the Untended Graves are the future, but maybe also the past. And it's yeah. all very clear from the item descriptions that actually Bloodleth did recreate the fire, but he did it by going back in time. Mm. And that's why there's two gun deers and one of them's a big blood dinosaur. Yeah. Um, oh, I brought back <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls 3 bonfire side chat Gary. And oh, that's geez. sad. Yeah. That's basically what I'm doing. Oh, oh man. All right. Okay. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, at first, I didn't think this was a little Isaac. I just thought it was a little guy. Yeah. And I thought it was really cute because it's like, like oh, this little guy's running maybe? him. Little pin? Yeah, like a little pinhead. Like he's, yeah, he's just, he's driving around this big gate. And I thought that was just kind of cool and cute. But looking at the still image, it is so clearly Isaac that yeah. it bums me out a little bit. It's a little crying baby. Yeah. Um, got anything else so, to yeah. say about the gate? Yeah. Interesting boss, great graphics, troubling lore implications. Troubling and lore implications, kind of bullshit as well in terms of fighting him. A mild of bullshit. A, a mild, mild of bullshit. bullshit. Oh man, Gary, a we're mild sleep- of bullshit. Gary, we're getting sleepy. I'm a but I'm a Mario. It's a mild of bullshit. Mario's so, st- so Mario to sleepy. Mario to get no no loud dog. Uh, oh man, I can hear the gambit colonizing Mario. Ah, uh, <laughs> what happened to the Mario? <laughs> No, Sherry. <laughs> Mario must struggle for control. Oh man, Mario! Sh- Mario ate a parrot that talked like <laughs> the, Gambit. Uh, Gambit's parrot. <laughs> he lived a long time. That's why I get one as pet. I come in and say we one last longer. All right, please come to Duckfest dressed as Gambit's parrot. That's how we'll know you're on our side. Come to Duckfest and ask Gambit a question, and with a special guest Ooh. who's not Beast. So, I'll let people use their imagination on that one. It's Gambit's parrot. Is it Chris Avalon? Is it <laughs> Steve Gaynor? Cast <laughs> Gambit with Steve Gaynor. <laughs> it's a very funny idea. I would love the idea of Gambit and Chris Avalon having a conversation. Yeah, just, you know, just like... When you wrote Planescape Torment! <laughs> yeah. you, is it true what you say that nothing can change the nature of a man? Because what if I charge it with kinetic energy? <laughs> yeah, perhaps the man grow up, perhaps him get a new haircut. What does that change him? What um, do you think about Channing Tatum playing me? Yeah, the, uh, who will play you in Gambit movie? <laughs> I mean, that's the question we're all asking is who will play Chris Avalon in the Gambit movie? <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, movies are really inefficient. They should start being about like a fictional thing, but sneak a documentary in there. Yeah. Like Gambit should go visit uh, Black Isle during the development. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> just real briefly so you get a little bit behind the scenes. And then... Well, no. I mean, Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. They could have just done this. They yeah. could have, like, you know, had her crash into the blockbuster and then just see how things are going on Icewind Dale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just walk on over. It's like, hmm. Seems primitive to me, but uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be groundbreaking. And then, like, leave. And then, like, you, know, you just get a little bit of, like, uh, Fergus. Part, you know, <laughs> yeah. just just like saying, like, well, this here's so these are we're working on really classic D and D monsters. We're trying to do more of a tactical focus thing for people who are fans of the uh, 
the tactical combat of Baldur's Gate. And then scrolls pop in and Miss Marvel fights them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ooh, maybe Fergus is a scroll. Ooh. Well, that would explain. Uh, I don't know what game I want to. Gary, this comedy off. is for no one. No, this is for somebody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's for us almost. Well, we're somebody. The um... <laughs> I, I debate that. <laughs> um. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/duckfeedtv ratings and reviews to Apple Podcast or wherever you get the show. Yeah, uh, we'd appreciate it. And come to Duckfest as we mentioned. And love you. Good night. Love you, Space Cowboys.